God. Proud of you. Amen. I tell you, uh, if you haven't noticed that God is speaking very similarly to all these young people. And I thank God for, for, for young people and for parents that will teach and preach separation from the world, to be in the world, not of it. And, and these young people realize, you know, as Lexi mentioned last week, Marie mentioned tonight, that time is short. And we don't have time to figure it all out. We've just got to go with what God is telling us to do. And uh, I, I want to follow up tonight. If you turn to 1 Samuel chapter 16, I, I, I feel like I want to encourage you tonight because if we're going to do, uh, as Sister Marie said, and, and go out and do what God has call, called us to do and make disciples of the nations, as our pastor so firmly believes and as this church so firmly believes, uh, uh, we have to get over some things and get through some things. How many knows uh, that the devil is still a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour? He's still a liar. He's still a killer. And he's still a destroyer. And, and He uses us and our flesh uh, uh, to combat what the Spirit of God is wanting uh, to do in our lives. But I, I want you to know that God is, I just feel like God is doing something special. Not only in these young people, but in this church and in churches across this country in the times that we're living in. Because he, He's wanting us to go to a new level, a deeper depth, a higher height in Him. Can you say Amen. So I'm going to just read you through some of David's story here. So some of these verses, if not all these verses, are going to seem very familiar to you. I'm going to begin in, in 1 Samuel 16 and in verse 11. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Are here all thy children? And he said, There remaineth yet the youngest. And behold, he keepeth the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Send and fetch him, for we will not sit down till he come hither. Just notice here for a second, young people and elders alike, that David, as Sister Marie just told us, David was separated. Let that sink in for a moment. Everybody else was doing one thing, but David was about his father, literally his father's business. David was separated. Verse 12, And he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy and with all of beautiful countenance and goodly to look to. And the Lord said, Arise, and talking to Samuel here, Arise and anoint him, for this is he. Turn to your neighbor and say, This is he. And then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward, so Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. So if we go down here, I'm just going to read these real quickly for you. The Bible tells us to fill in the gaps. If we're going to verse 22 in the same chapter, fill in the gaps. The Spirit of the Lord departs from Saul. An evil spirit is sent to vex him. And Saul is being tormented and he needs some relief. And they, people in his court say, listen, there's a heart player. There's a, there's a man uh, by the name of David, a young man by the name of David that, that, that just plays beautifully, loves the Lord. And he, we, we, we would have him come 
to you and see if he can help you. Saul sends for him and the Bible tells us in verse 22, And Saul sent to Jesse saying, Let David, I pray thee, stand before me, for he hath found favor in my sight. Saul's wanting him to stay. And here's what I want you to see though. And it came to pass that when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul, that David took an harp and played with his hands. So Saul was refreshed and was well. And the evil spirit departed from him. All right. First Samuel chapter 17. First Samuel chapter 17. Verse 32 is where we're going to start. And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go out and fight this Philistine, talking about Goliath. And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he is a man of war from his youth. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear, and I took the lamb and took a lamb out of the flock, and I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he rose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Thy, thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defiled the armies of the living God. Amen. Amen. And he says this in verse 37. David said, Moreover, the Lord hath delivered me out of the paw of the lion, and out of the paw of the bear, and he will deliver me out of the hand of the Philistine. And Saul said unto him, David, go, and the Lord be with thee. Let us pray real quickly tonight. God, we come before you. We thank you for your spirit in this house. And God, I ask that your spirit continue to be present. Let our ears be open that we would hear, our hearts open that we would receive what you have for us tonight. And Lord, I ask that I would decrease and that you may increase in me. Let your spirit speak to and through me tonight. And I love you and I praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. So I just kind of read you through the first portions of Scripture that mention David, and, and I'm going to put all this together for you, I promise, um, tonight. Um, you see in 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 13, David receives the call of God, the call and the anointing of God. What was, what was Samuel sent to look for in Bethlehem that day that he was there? Excuse me, this evening. He was there to look for a new king. Okay, so when David uh, received his call and his anointing, uh, it was to be king, all right? He was given a promise from God. Uh, that anointing, that call was a promise uh, that, that was to be fulfilled in David's life. Uh, so we see here that David is called into God's service. Uh, but then we see that in the very same chapter that David faces one of his first challenges. Uh, he is confronted with an evil spirit uh, that is upon Saul. Saul. And, 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 and David in his heart uh, is a pure and upright man and he's a man that loves the Lord. He's a man that Jesus, I believe, would say uh, is not only a man after his own heart, but is a man that would, would worship in spirit and in truth. Uh, and when he began to worship and play the harp and play that string instrument, uh, the, the, the anointing and the power on his life was so strong uh, that the, the evil spirit lifted uh, from Saul. You could preach right there. 
there, but then it goes on. We know that first Samuel 17, the Philistines put themselves in array against the Israelites. Saul calls men to arms. He calls some of David's brothers. They go out and they have one camp on one side of the valley, one camp on the other side of the valley. And many of you, if not all of you, know the story that Goliath comes out and begins to make fun of and mock God and Israel. And he does it plainly, does it openly for 40 days. And we find in the passage of Scripture that I read to you in 1 Samuel 17 that David begins to tell a testimony of when he was tested again. That there was the lion and there was the bear and that he slew them. That he literally grabbed the beard. That means literally he grabbed the hair underneath their mouth and smote them face to face. That's boldness. That's that's awesome. That's powerful. But now David is facing an adversary that he's not seen before. You see, Saul was concerned. He said, man, this guy, you're a youth, and this guy has been warring since he was a youth. And we see that this is a giant. This is an obstacle that David has never had to overcome before. Okay? Everybody, everybody with me tonight? Okay, so now I'm going to switch gears, and I'm going to bring this all together, so you're just going to have to buckle up and hang on, and I'll get you to where we're going tonight, okay? So... A few weeks ago, on this stage, we honored six seniors. Uh, we honored them. Why? Because they graduated. We, what, what does it take to graduate? I don't know what it took for you to graduate, uh, but I had to take a lot of tests. Uh, I had to take a lot of quizzes. I had to do a lot of things. Uh, I didn't study too much, um, but, but I, I passed. I made it through. Uh, C's get degrees, all right? Uh, and, and, and things like that. I was never uh, an awesome student, never a terrible student, uh, uh, and I encourage you all to to be awesome students. Now looking back at my life, I wish I would have tried harder and things like that. But you understand there are tests, there are obstacles that you have to get through. Why? Because there comes a day, a graduation day when we say you're ready for the biggest test of your life. And what is it? Adulthood. You're going to have to pay taxes and you're going to have to pay for your health insurance. You're going to have to pay for your phone that you burn up and you don't even think about because mom and daddy pays for it for you. And you, you, you now you have responsibilities like car insurance uh, and now you have to take care of your own gas. Uh, I remember my mother setting out the bills in front of me when I turned 18. Uh, she's laying them out uh, and she's saying, listen, guess what? Uh, when you graduate, we had a deal when I was in high school. She said, when you graduate, uh, you better have a job. Uh, you better go to work uh, because I'm not paying for this anymore. You can live here rent free, uh, but there are things that I have to teach you because you're going into adulthood. Uh, it's graduation time. What is graduation. Graduation can simply be defined as a transition. Okay? It can simply be defined as a, a transition, but it can also be defined uh, to pass from one stage of experience uh, into a higher one. Because you know, when you're in school, there are things that are expected of you, uh, but I want you to know when you get into the workforce, uh, you get into college uh, where professors really don't care a lot of times. Uh, uh, they, they just they get up there and they make their 100000 give you a speech uh, and you better figure it out. All right, that's, that's not how all of them are, but that's how some of them are. When you get in uh, past that stage, you get to that graduation stage, uh, there, there, there comes the biggest testing of your life. Uh, there comes something uh, unprecedented and unreal, uh, something that you never faced before. Uh, and, and, and I want you to know uh, that it, it, it comes because now we believe in our society when you hit that 18 year uh, 18 years mark that, that you are ready uh, for because you have experience 
experience, you're ready for the next stage of your life. We believe that, right? We celebrate that, right? It's graduation day. Well, I want you to know something tonight that I want to preach to you that there is a graduation day in the spirit realm as well. Because we see that David is called. Everybody in this house has a call. Everybody in this house has a purpose for breath being in your lungs tonight. Whether it's to worship, whether it's to write songs, whether it's to pray and be an intercessor, whether it's to lay hands on the sick, uh, whether it's to operate in many different realms of faith, uh, whether it's to preach, to teach, to be a missionary, to be an evangelist, we all have a call, right? David was called. If we have a call, that means that God will help equip us uh, as long as we stay in His will, as long as we stay in His plan, stay in His word, stay in prayer, and and, and desire to be closer to Him, He will equip us uh, for what He's called us to do. uh, And if He equips us for what He's called us to do, He will anoint us, uh, which is power, which is authority. He will anoint us uh, to do what He's called us to do. We're all on the same page tonight. Uh, But we see that David was called, uh, but David had testing. Why? Uh, David had to be tested with the evil spirits. What's he going to do when there's an evil spirit around? uh, And he's trying to take over the atmosphere. You see, Paul couldn't shake it uh, because the atmosphere around him uh, was just consumed by evil uh, because God... God had departed from him. What did it take to change that atmosphere? It took someone that was called and anointed to step into that atmosphere and say, devil, you're not having your way in this man's life. You're not having the way your way in this throne room. But, but we're going to change the atmosphere through worship and through praise. And that's what David did. That was a test. God wanted to see, are you going to operate in what I've given you? We go into 1 Samuel 17. We find another test that that David gives testimony of. He says, listen, the lion and the bear, uh, I slew them. What he's giving uh, is his resume uh, to the king, to King Saul. Uh, and he's saying, now listen, I've been tested. Uh, I've been tried. Uh, I'm ready for some next level stuff. Uh, I'm ready for whatever the enemy has to throw at me. Uh, and Saul's looking at him. Do you understand? Uh, do you understand uh, that there is a giant out there uh, that this man has warred from his youth? Uh, but I want to point something out to you in scripture tonight. Uh, Uh, something I never noticed before. Uh, If you go back uh, to 1 Samuel 16, uh, you will find in verse 18 uh, that when uh, Saul's servants are describing uh, who David is to Saul, uh, they say that he is a man of war. This is a teenager. And they say in verse 18 of 1 Samuel 16 uh, that he is a man of war. And I could just see David in that moment getting so offended and looking at Saul and said, listen, he may be a man of war, but I'm fighting on God's side. I've been tested. I'm ready for graduation. I'm ready for the next level. I'm ready for whatever the enemy has to throw at me because God has given me a promise and I want to walk in it. And what we have in the day and hour that we're living in uh, is that the enemy has come into the church uh, and he's tried to discourage us. Uh, Listen, I I know, I I hope you didn't get offended at me tonight uh, when when I spoke to that spirit of heaviness uh, because, listen, I've come to a place in prayer this week uh, that I'm not going to deal with the junk that the enemy wants to bring into this house uh, because that doesn't determine the atmosphere in this house. uh, But the people of God determine the atmosphere uh, in 
in this house. Uh, so so I, I want you to understand uh, that I'm not playing games anymore. Young people, I'm not playing games anymore uh, because I know you're called. Uh, I know you're anointed. Uh, I know you have a purpose on your life. Uh, I know you've been through some stuff. Uh, but I want to tell you this summer, uh, going into July in youth conference this summer, I believe that there is a graduation day coming for this generation where they're going to step up into new levels, higher heights, deeper depths. They can say, hey, guess what? There may be new levels. There may be bigger devils, but the anointing is enough because God has promised me that he would walk with me, that he would talk with me, that he would lead me, that he would guide me. He promised me authority. He promised me kingship. He promised me that I'd lay hands on the sick and see them recover. He promised me I would lead worship. He promised me I would preach to the nations. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to to, to hold and to grab hold of what God has for me. You see, there's a graduation day coming and is now for this generation. All the preparation. You've been through stuff. You've heard the arguments. You've heard the complaints. Uh, you, li, 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 listen, I, I want you to know, David had every reason to just stop and be hurt and, and to give up. David, his whole family was at the party with the prophet. He wasn't, an, he wasn't invited. He wasn't there. He was doing his job. He had to work while everybody else had fun. He had to stay in church while everybody else were feasting. Okay, He's fasting while everybody else is feasting. These things happen when you walk with God. You're separate. But not only that, David gets in, into, verse, into chapter 17 and Saul's saying, Listen, Goliath's a man of war. And David said, Wait, wait a second. I remember when the people recommended me to you, uh, they said that I was a man of war. I'm a man of war too. Uh, He was belittled. He was discounted. Uh, His brothers, when he showed up uh, to to the campsite uh, where the Israelite army was, they didn't want him there. Uh, They said, what are you doing here, David? What are you trying to get started? Uh, He was discounted. He was cast aside. Uh, He was pushed to the side. Uh, He was considered an outcast. Uh, But he said, listen, I'm on assignment. Uh, I want to graduate. I want to get into some things Uh, that God has promised me that I'm going to get into uh, and he wouldn't take no for an answer because listen, you may have reasons to be hurt uh, and to be downtrodden, uh, to be offended and to feel like you're a victim tonight uh, and you don't know what's going on but I talked about this in Sunday school Uh, a victim mentality will never allow you to grow, Uh, it'll never allow you to be free, Uh, it'll never allow you to experience the power of God uh, because all you want is pity Uh, all you want is someone to pat you on the back listen, encouragement's good, Uh, I'm not saying you shouldn't take encouragement uh, but my Bible tells me of a Savior that left His throne in glory and took on my sins. He didn't deserve it. He didn't earn it. I did. He took on my sins and when Pilate looked at him and said you realize I have the right and the ability to take your life? Jesus looked back at him and he said I'm not the victim here because I'm willingly laying down my life. You aren't taking nothing from me because he went to that cross 
cross. He died on that cross. And three days later, he rose. Why? Not to be a victim, but that he could be victorious, that we could be victorious. And listen, that, that junk's not going to get you anywhere in life. I want you to know it's graduation day. It's time to grow up. It's time to say, come what may. They can talk. They can post. They can tweet. They can post I don't care what they want to do, but God, my mind is made up. My passion is fixed. I know that you promised me and you've anointed me and that you've called me and I want to walk into the deeper levels of you. You see, as I said earlier, graduation, again, can simply be defined as transition. Can simply be defined as transition. It's a changing. How many knows that when you are saved, you're changed? Growing with God is a process. But if you get up from this altar different than when you went down, that's not conversion. But when you get up and you're changed, you know something's different. All things have gone away and passed away. Behold, all things have been made new, right? I want to tell you something tonight, church, because I love you. Don't allow the enemy to put things that God has delivered you from back in your life. God's delivered you from depression. Don't allow yourself to fall back into depression. You, when you feel it coming on, you get in a prayer closet, you call a friend, say, pray over me. You do whatever it takes. Say, I'm not going back there. If you feel a spirit of fear coming upon you, you say, no, I'm not doing this. Uh, listen, I know we say it sometimes and, and we say it kind of jokingly, but I believe wholeheartedly there are times that, that I've done this in my life. I've said, not today. I'm not doing this today. I'm not going there today. I'm going to be very honest with you. Tonight before I got up here, the enemy attacked my body. There was something going on. I don't know what it was, uh, but I went into pastor's office just for a few moments. I said, I'm not dealing with this. Uh, I'm over this uh, because God, you want me to deliver a word tonight, uh, whether it's for one person, whether it's for 50, it doesn't matter because listen, here's the deal. I will not stay where I am, but I want next level prayer. I want next level worship. I want next level anointing. I want next level move of the Holy Spirit. I want to see the glory of God on display. I I want next level preaching. I want next level teaching. But I have to realize that I can't stay where I am. I'm going to have to transition and face some new things. But know that I'm facing them from a point and a position of victory. I want you to understand tonight the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 8 and 15. That you have not received a spirit of bondage again to fear. Don't let those things come back on your life. God has delivered you from lust. Don't entertain it. Submit yourself unto God. Resist the devil and he will flee. Submit yourself unto God. Resist the devil and he will flee. A lot of people like to just say resist the devil and he will flee. You can't forget that you have to submit yourself to God. Or the devil fleeing. You telling the devil to flee has no power unless your life is submitted to God. 
unless you've graduated to a place where you know who you are. What, 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 why could David do what he did? Why could David stand up with confidence in this, in confidence in what God had called him to do and who God had called him to be because he had faith? What is faith? I'll give it to you simply again tonight. Faith is complete trust. Faith is complete trust. They'll come to the music tonight. I'm not going to keep you much longer. Faith is complete trust. What is complete trust? Complete trust is when you tell God, you know what's best for my life. If I need need to get off the social media, I need to get off. God, you know what's best for my life. If I need to stop watching that sitcom that I love so much and I just think it's funny and it's good, God, I need to, I need to turn it off. Let me put it to you this way. Next level. Next level calling, next, next level graduation, going deeper with God is going to require next level consecration. One of my favorite verses in, in the Bible is Joshua chapter 3 and verse 5 where Joshua just says, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Why, do you, why, why, why is that one of my favorite verses? It's because it's the Christian life. If you want God to do wonders, you must first sanctify yourself. You must get right before God and stay right before God. New levels in Christ, yes, it causes, it it will take new levels of consecration, yes. But something else I've learned in my walk with the Lord is that if I want to walk into something new, I have to leave behind what is old. We have a problem with that. We all do, we're human. We like to hold on to stuff. We like to hold on to hurts. We like to hold on to comments. We like to hold on to TV shows. We like to hold on to bad music. And people, people will sit here and say, well, you're being legalistic and, and, and you're, 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 you're trying, you're a cult. You're trying to tell people how to live. I'm not trying to tell people how to live. I'm trying to tell you how God tells you to live. Because if, again, if you get up from these altars and you can go live like the world all week long and come back in and act like everything, that's not salvation. That's not. Because if, if all it is is a prayer and not a conversion, not a changing, not a transition, not a graduation... If, 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 it, if it's not that, then what did God deliver you from? 
God delivered, oh, God delivered me from, uh, uh, you know, from, 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 from drugs and alcohol. Uh, but, you know, I, I just, I, I still go to these places where all, the, where all this is present. And I live around it. Listen, I'm not saying that you can't minister to people. That's not what I'm saying. But Jesus ministered to the sinners. But guess who he surrounded himself with? People that were sold out to him. You should surround yourself with sold out people. Why? Because there is, there's a graduate, there's testing, there's testing, there's testing. But then there comes transitions where God takes you from, well, I, I just sit on the pew and I just speak every now and then. The, you, you don't know. God's saying, okay, now I need you in the children's department. Now I need you in the youth department. Now I need you full time. I, I need you all the time. You need to be speaking all the time. You have to be ready for the graduation. David said, I want it. And I'm going to tell you this, if you stand with me, and we're going to be done. I want to tell you this tonight. Why, why, why is this so important? Why, why am I preaching this tonight? Graduation, transition, next level. Is because I've heard many, many of you, excuse me, speak about revival. Right? We've talked about it quite extensively. Revival. I just want you to know that nothing in the Word of God ever came without resistance. Ever. Moses at the burning bush feels unqualified. God says, I want you to go to Pharaoh. He goes to Pharaoh. Pharaoh says, no, 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 and no. Then he says, okay, I'll let him go. But then as he lets him go, he says, no. He goes after them. You don't have the Red Sea. And the the significance of the Red Sea without an army pursuing them, without resistance. Joshua in the battle of Jericho. Listen, you don't have the promised land unless you get through Jericho. David doesn't give Israel freedom without taking down Goliath. Gideon doesn't set the the people of, uh, of Israel free from the Midianite raiders until he gets over his fear. The Babylonian king doesn't fall to his knees and and say to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that your God is the one true God without the fire. The drought never ends in Elijah's day without him confronting the priest of Baal. Esther never sees her people spared until she goes before the king, faces death. What am I getting at? Listen, I I want you to understand this. I want you to understand this. This is the whole point. There are graduation days throughout your spiritual life where you go into deeper depths, higher heights with God, but, but you have to face the resistance and not be afraid to confront what is trying to hold you back. 
Don't be afraid to confront the fear. Don't be afraid to confront the issues uh, that you're dealing with day in and day out, week in and week out. Don't be afraid uh, to do whatever it takes to go into what God has for you. Because I want you to know that, that salvation was not possible unless there was a cross. The prison shaking in Acts chapter 16 didn't happen unless they were thrown into prison. The revelation that God gave to the Apostle John never would have happened if he wasn't put in exile. But we have this, this mentality in the church today that when we face resistance, oh, that's not God. No, 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 no. No, no, we don't do that. No, not at all. Then why did God... Inspire the psalmist David, the, the man we're talking about tonight. Say, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. He even goes on to, he says, you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. He never promised it would be easy. He promised it would be worth it. He promised victory, but he never said you wouldn't fight. And you don't get a diploma and you don't get a degree without tests. Without quizzes. Without study. In church, we will never see revival until we graduate. Next level prayer. Next level fasting. God, do something to me that you've never done before. Are we ready for that? Because I am. I am. So I'm going to ask you tonight, do you know that greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world? And do you believe that? Hell believes it. Do you believe it? Don't be afraid of confrontation. Don't be afraid to confront the lies that the enemy tells you. And listen, don't be afraid to be vocal. You say, what does that mean? There are times that the people I work with probably think I'm nuts because I will say things. Say, I ain't happening. Are you talking to me, Jaden? Nope. I'll take a walk in the warehouse. And I'll pray. What you doing? Nothing. You say, that, that's, that sounds... Not, no, no, this is what it is. God has convicted me so strong is I will, and I've said this a hundred times, I will not allow the atmosphere to dictate to me how things are supposed to go. I will dictate to the atmosphere because I have anointing. I have an authority on my life. I'm not saying that arrogantly. But there's a cost to have authority. 
there was a price that had to be paid for you to have salvation, for you to have the Holy Spirit, for you to have the call. There was a price that had to be paid, and we have to pay a price if we want revival. Don't be afraid to confront things. Don't be afraid to graduate in the Lord. Because graduation in high school is not the end, it's the beginning. Graduation from college is not the end. You will be educated to the day you die. You ne- I-, I learn something new every day. My grandpa always said that, thought he was crazy. Totally true. So when I ask you tonight, are you ready to graduate? Do you want more? Do you want the things you've prayed about? And ask God about it. I'm going to open up these altars and I'm going to ask you to come. I'm not going to beg you to come. I'm just going to ask you to come. Come. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 13 and 11, he says this, When I was a child, I spake like a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Listen, the spiritual nursery is full. we got enough people sucking on milk trying to make it from weekend to week out. We need some meat eaters that will run with the Word of God and do what He's calling you to do. So I'm going to ask, is that you? You want to graduate? You want to get out of the nursery, going to pre-K, going to kindergarten? Let's graduate with God. So come tonight. That's you, and you feel like the Lord's speaking to you tonight. Pray in your seat. Pray standing up. Come to these altars. You can stand and pray. You can kneel and pray. But listen, we're not dealing with it anymore. Mediocre is not good enough. I'm not telling this to, to condemn you. I've had to preach this to myself. It's not good enough. I've got to put away some things. I've got to put away some things. Going a service without feeling the presence of God is not good enough. It's not acceptable for me. I need Him. I desire Him. I want Him. Hey everybody, Pastor Ron, I pray that today's message and program has been just a great blessing to you. And I just uh, am so thankful that we had the privilege to come into your home today or wherever you may be watching. I would encourage you to uh, continue to follow us. We're on all of the major social media platforms. Uh, We have podcasts that you can follow us with. I would encourage you to reach out to us and let us know. Our information's on the screen. And uh, if we've been a blessing to you, please contact us. Let us know. And we look forward to sharing the word of the Lord with you again uh, next time. God bless you. We'll see you soon.